Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. And today we're going to be talking about demographics. Much about economics can be predicted by human behavior, and human behavior is incredibly predictable. On today's show and over the next several shows, we're going to be focusing on different aspects of demographics. Economists rarely look to human behavior to predict the economy. But recently, economists at Fannie Mae have teamed up with researchers at the University of Southern California to look at demographics as a predictor of housing demand. And we'll examine that on tomorrow's show. One of my favorite sources of information is from economist Harry Dent. He looks at economics through the lens of demographics. He believes that the timing of economic events can be directly linked to predictable human behavior, if only you choose to look at the demographic data. But today we're going to focus on the impact of demographics on the stock market. We know from published census information that, for example, people buy houses at a certain point in their lives. They enter the workforce at 20 years of age on average. They retire in the U.S. on average at age 63, not actually 65 as most people think they do. And people get their first apartment at age 26. They buy their first house at 31 years of age. And we know that people buy their largest home at 41 years of age. In fact, I bought my largest home at 41 years of age. Demographics also says the vast majority of people who buy motorcycles do so between ages 45 and 50. They buy their fanciest car at age 54. We can even predict consumption of potato chips based on age. Demographics predicts behavior. We also know that as people approach retirement, they pay much closer attention to saving for retirement. Their consumer spending drops off significantly in their mid-50s, and people focus their last working decade on investing in savings. Earnings tends to peak in the mid-50s at a time when spending starts to drop off dramatically we can accurately predict that people in the workforce contribute to the stock market by investing funds for retirement in their retirement accounts. We can also predict that retired people withdraw funds from their retirement account and are probably net sellers in the stock market compared with their working counterparts. Now, back in 2011, the Federal Reserve Bank of San Francisco wrote a very famous paper that predicted the P.E. ratio for the S&P 500 would be at 8.4 by year 2025 which would mean a dramatic drop of at least 50% in stock market values that will never, ever recover. Now, the Fed study measured age distribution by comparing the number of people in the middle age category, from age 40 to 49, to the number of people in the old age category, from 60 to 69. People from 40 to 49 represent the majority of stock market investors, and the people from 60 to 69 represent people entering retirement and pulling money out of the stock market into other fixed income assets that generate cash flow at the expense of equity appreciation. Now, if you plot the ratio of middle age to old age over time, that graph tracks the P.E. ratio of the stock market almost perfectly all the way out to 2009. The baby boomers peaked in middle age around 2003, and the ratio of middle to old also peaked at exactly the same time. Those two lines track each other perfectly. The ratio of middle to old has been falling steadily ever since 2003. So that begs the question, why is the stock market at such high prices today? It's been argued that foreign demand for U.S. equities might reduce the downward pressure on asset prices. However, that effect is probably limited for two reasons. First, the other developed nations that have money also have aging populations, some of them aging even more rapidly than the U.S., 
And second, there's a lot of evidence to suggest home bias in equity holdings. So Germans tend to invest in German companies, Italians in Italian companies, and Americans in American companies. The other factor that has goosed the stock market is the injection of cash into the economy through several rounds of quantitative easing, a fancy word for printing money. And that massive injection of cash was intended to fix bank balance sheets and to stimulate the economy that was in tatters following the Great Recession of 2008. The truth is that much of that money never left the halls of Wall Street institutions. I'm not saying that's the only reason, but it's a contributing factor in the irrationally high stock market prices we see today. Once that money supply contracts, we'll return to more natural economic activity, and the injection of $3 trillion of cash into the system is partially responsible for that inflated stock market we see today. The fact that the underlying demographic support for investing in the stock market is fundamentally so weak makes the current valuations that much more dangerous. So you're thinking about that, maybe you might want to sell some shares. Just saying. Have an awesome day. Make some great things happen. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow. 